It's the Donna Sugar Show. Oh, yes. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's high heel shoes. It's makeup. It's wigs. It's, it's video games. It's movies. It's, it's Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft. It's, it's about me. The podcast is about me. You should know this. You downloaded the Donna Sugar Show. Yes. Oh, God. This voice. I, I sound like the author. Yes. Oh, I need a nap. Well, hello, darlings. This is Donna Sugars, and welcome to the Donna Sugars Show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just go right into playing this, and then we can talk about some stuff. Okay? So listen to this. The reason, as Claire talked about, that these people were so unafraid of the cops who were sparsely distributed through our capital, which hasn't been breached since 1812, when it was burned, the reason they could easily and casually, with their cameras on, film themselves throwing things through the walls of our Capitol, our property, going inside the Capitol, sitting in uh, Speaker Pelosi's office, casually take pictures of themselves, have that played on Fox News, they know that they are not in jeopardy. Because the cops are taking selfies with them, walking them down the steps to make sure they're not hurt, taking care with their bodies, not like they treated Freddie Gray's body, White Americans aren't afraid of the cops. White Americans are never afraid of the cops, even when they're committing insurrection, even when they're engaged in attempting to occupy our capital to steal the votes of people who look like me. Because in their minds, they own this country, they own that capital, they own the cops, the cops work for them, and people like me have no damn right to try to elect a president. Because we don't get to pick the president. They get to pick the president. They own the president. They own the White House. They own this country. And so when you think you own it, you own the place, you ain't afraid of the police because the police are you. And the police reflect back to them. We're with you. You're good. We're not going to hurt you because you're not them. Guarantee you if that was a Black Lives Matter protest in D.C., there would already be people shackled, arrested, or dead. Okay, darling, so much to get into. So let's do this. Uh, that was Joy Reid um, from MSNBC, and she was talking about how Black Lives Matter uh, uh, protesters were treated by the police, which answers poorly, um, and how it differs from those yesterday. And uh, there's some definitely interesting things. So let's let's talk about yesterday. Let's talk about overall what happened. Let's start at the beginning of the day. So yesterday was um, the joint session uh, of Congress. Uh, to finalize the Electoral College, um, which finalizes the process. At this point, Biden is the president. There is no games to be played. So uh, Trump decides to have a Save America rally. At the rally, he made vaguely threatening uh, uh, quotes, uh, uh, pretty much telling uh, Vice President uh, Mike Pence to, to not accept <laughs> not except the law of our country, in which Mike Pence did give a speech saying that he wasn't going to do that. He wasn't going to do what President Trump wanted. Uh, so um, he pretty much had his his group of sycophants, his his disciples of in, of idiocracy. Um, he had both of his children. He had Giuliani, and Giuliani had a quote that that I'm going to read because I enjoy it quite a bit because it shows just how stupid he is. Let's have a trial by combat. I'm willing to stake my reputation. The president is willing to stake his reputation on the fact that we're going to find criminality there. 
Okay. First, uh, first of all, my favorite thing is that you think that you or the president has any good reputation left. You're a joke, sir. Um, and let's have a trial by combat, <laughs> encouraging a bunch of already crazy individuals to violence. And, and that message was was very much encouraged by everyone else who was speaking including Trump himself, who encouraged his supporters to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue and try to give our Republicans the weak ones, because the strong ones don't need any of our help. We're going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness they need to take back our country. So he, he took the leashes off the crazy dogs that he's been starving for four years and let them loose on the Capitol. And what did they do? <laughs> exactly what he thought they were going to do. They rioted, breached the U.S. Capitol. Four of them are dead. Of the thousands of them who attacked, pushed past barricades, were practically let right in by some of the Capitol police, only 52 were arrested. 14 police officers were injured. <laughs> they smashed glass, broke their way into Nancy Pelosi's office. Luckily, uh, everyone involved, uh, everyone from Congress and the various aides, they were all safe. They were all evacuated. Um, they had to postpone the vote. And the vote did continue eventually when uh, they were able to get those lunatics out of the building. So <laughs> the FBI is going to open an investigation. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Most of them were not wearing masks, so it shouldn't be hard for you to figure out who they are. Mass arrests. This is sedition. There, there is no other question of it. Starting at Trump and working your way down the list. Sedition. <laughs> and go read it. it, it it's, it's right there for you to see. These people tried to overthrow the government. These morons tried to stop or delay our government's process. They breached a building that hasn't been breached since 1814. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, the, what Pride America did have, <laughs> you, you can't claim much. You can't claim much when the very people who are protecting one of our greatest institutions just let them in. In fact, went beyond that and were taking selfies with these people. So, FBI, you want to investigate? Investigate the people who were doing the rioting and start investigating and firing all those police officers that let them do it. So um, let's move on. I could talk about this forever. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely insane. But let's move on. Let's move on to anything else but this. You rock! <laughs> Two minutes of news! Yes. Democrats in Congress are intensifying their push to have President-elect Joe Biden forgive $50,000 of federally held student loan debt for 43 million Americans. It should be done. London police are threatening fines against people who have sex in the park. Not for having sex in the park, but for having sex in the park during a pandemic. Oh god, I love the UK. Justin Bieber shares a video of himself getting his tattoos covered up for some new music video, and honestly, it's the first time that he's actually looked cute in a very, 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 very long time. 24-year-old woman scheduled a heartbreaking suicide note to go live on Instagram the day after her suicide. And in other sad death news, Tuck Tucker, an animator from SpongeBob SquarePants and Hey Arnold, dies at 59. Don Wells, who played Marianne in Gilligan's Island, dies at 82. 
and my favorite judge from Food Network Challenge, Carrie Vincent, dies at 75. A Tennessee mother was arrested after she left her one-year-old alone in a parked car while she was at a bar on New Year's Eve, a report says. That is disgusting. Queer Eye star Jonathan Van Ness is sharing more details about his new husband, Mark Peacock, who is a sexy fucking ginger. Oh my god, go Google him. He's a Canadian taxi driver took a drunk New Year's Day passenger who refused to wear a mask straight to the police station where he was fined $700. Many people speculate that when Donald Trump is no longer president, he will flee the country. Well, Scotland's not going to be one of the places he flees to, as their leader, Nicola Sturgeon, has said that he's not allowed in. Only essential workers are allowed in during the pandemic, and playing golf is not essential. A Florida lawmaker says Mar-a-Lago should be shut down for flouting COVID-19 regulations after a massive New Year's Eve bash was held with no masks, indoors, no COVID safety. After more than 24 years in use, the Adobe Flash Player, a browser plugin that allowed rich animation to take place, has reached the end of its life. More than seven years of marriage, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are getting divorced. Is this news? I mean, I really don't give a shit. And finally, residents in Rigo Park, a neighborhood in Queens, are living in fear as a squirrel is aggressively attacking them for the last few weeks. Two minutes of news! Yes. yes. Never get between a squirrel and it's not. Or wait, or do they say that about drag queens? Oh, wait, or, or gay men in general. <sighs> Either way, all you people and you love your nut... I'm allergic. I mean, I can have peanuts, but those aren't technically nuts. They're lagoons. They're most rated to peas. What are we talking about? I'm completely lost. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some stuff. <laughs> let's talk about those that are the most important. Um, so let's talk about the student loan forgiveness. So they have a chart here. So if they canceled $50,000 from all $43 million of those people that have that debt, they could erase, completely erase the debt for over 80% of the borrowers. They would um, be giving up 69.9% of the money that they could have made. Um, of the $1.5 trillion, they would only be able to then collect $451 billion. So, <laughs> darlings, the money isn't had. You don't have the money. Like, 1.5 trillion isn't in your bank account. 1.5 trillion may be in your bank account someday, but um, don't count the money until you have it. So, so it's not there. Give them the break. <laughs> um, I know Biden isn't really enjoying this option, but honestly, Congress people, keep pushing. It needs to happen. It will definitely help in these tough times. Let's talk about London cruising, because, um, oh, God, I love it. Um, so police are, are going to start fining these cruisers. So, so here's the thing. It's not that they're having sex in public. That's not what they're being fined for. It's because London is currently in Tier 4, which means that you can only meet up with one person from one other household outdoors at a time. So no gangbangs, no Eiffel Towers, no daisy chains. Darling, this is a discreet hookup between you and him. That's it. Just the two of you. Um, 
I fucking love it so much. <laughs> oh, I love the UK. Um, I adore it so much. Like, honestly, like, we would be arresting the people because they're having sex in public. But no, no, no. It's just because it's COVID. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, God, get it? Go to it. Think, think about this. Think of the orgies that you could have once it's all over. Okay? Um, just, just plan a big old orgy. It's 320 hectares. There's lots of space. Think of the daisy chains you could make. With all of those dicks. Once COVID is over. Okay, let's move on. Justin Bieber is a cute young man without the tattoos. <laughs> so um, I hope that he gets enough attention that maybe he realizes, like, these tattoos were a bad idea. And maybe get some of them lasered off. Like, I am not against tattoos. But he looks like a fucking homeless person. Like, he just looks gross. <laughs> um, and he's looked gross for a while, okay? You know how they used to make fun of Robert Pattinson saying that he never showered? That's what Justin Bieber looks like. He looks like he smells like pee. Does that make sense? I hope so. So a lot of really terrible deaths. Um, the one that that really threw me off because I fucking loved her. Carrie Vincent. So I loved her on Food Network Challenge. She was my favorite judge. She was harsh. She was realistic, um, and, and she never asked her for anything beyond someone's capabilities. She also had a show called Save My Bakery that was on for a season uh, in 2014 um, that she helped out struggling bakeries. It ran for nine episodes, and honestly, I loved every single episode because she helped so much, and you got to see a different side of her. She was more than just the angry bitch judge. She was also a human being, <laughs> so... Um, that one makes me sad. Um, let's see. The Tennessee mother, honestly, like, that's the story. Like, <laughs> like, I wish there was more to the story. I wish that she has some reason that she needed to be in a bar. No, no, no. It was just New Year's Eve. Just child neglect. Just, yeah. Disorderly conduct, child neglect, public intoxication. So uh, she's been charged, and I'm really hoping that that kid is being protected by someone. So reading the articles, uh, um... 25-year-old, uh, oh my god, I can't even fucking, honestly, don't have kids, 25-year-old um, out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, was in a bar uh, when a patron noticed a child in a car outside, broke open the window, and took the child into safety, um, and then it was revealed whose the car was, and when the police uh, spoke with her, um, they smelled alcohol on her breath. She was charged disorderly conduct, child neglect, and public intoxication. Um, that's gross. It's just absolutely gross. So, <laughs> fucking hate people. Um, Mark Peacock is hot. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Jonathan Van Ness, uh, what a cute couple the two of them are. Um, check out his Instagram, because it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's wonderful. A wonderful, wonderful Instagram. Uh, so let's see. A Canadian taxi driver. So he picks up someone. Guy refuses to put on his mask. Keeps trying to touch the driver's face. Um, so the driver called 911 uh, around 1 a.m. to report that the man was drunk and he refused to keep his hands to himself. The officers met the man uh, um, <laughs> outside the station and he was fined $700. They're not fucking around in Canada. Like, why can't America take shit as seriously as Canada does? Like, this is, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely nuts. As a, as a brief uh, description, anyone who doesn't know what Adobe Flash was um, is, is young, is way too young. Um, so 
certain animations that were done on um, uh, websites, you would have to have Adobe Flash. And if you didn't have Adobe Flash, it just wouldn't work. Uh, so now, obviously, there are programs <laughs> built in. But for a while, it was a big deal. And I remember there were video games that, like, you had to have Flash for. That They were literally Flash games. That they were just these, they were really fun. Some of them were really great. And so, I, like, <laughs> um, it's definitely something of a certain age. Like, those people in those kind of middle years of the computer that remember Flash being the most important thing. I mean, 1996 was right around the time that I had my first gateway computer in the cow box yeah like everything <laughs> playing um uh ultima online and warcraft 2 like <laughs> a long time ago drama 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 don't you wanna in a gay man's world okay darlings let's talk about this let's talk about gays over covid i'm obsessed with this oh god it's so good so gays over covid is an instagram that is going after bitches that break the rules Okay, queens that just cannot handle the responsibilities of COVID and staying safe and have to go out there. They have to get out. They have to go to secret underground parties in LA where there are zero beds for new patients. People are starting to put them on blast and gaze over COVID. That's all they do. They're putting these fuckers on blast. And they're reporting them. They're calling the police and saying where the underground parties in L.A. are. They're posting pictures of these pool parties with half shirtless naked men. I mean, just, I mean, half naked Speedos, like, no masks, no safety at all. I mean, posting pictures of these Porta Vallarta and Brazilian raves that are happening. Pictures of nurses who have had their first COVID shot, and then a few days later in Puerto Vallarta with no mask and a little speed up, surrounded by people. Really? Is that how the shot works? I, I, I believe that there's a second shot you need to get, too. I can't get over it. Um, some of the best things that have happened, uh, let's go into... First of all, this is, this is, these are the same group of toxic people that Aaron Schock belongs to. The disgraced politician who... A few months ago, I had reported is in Mexico was like renting a house in Mexico with a bunch of instigates, just having a gay old time. Well, now he's in Brazil. Oh, well, have fun in Brazil with your toxic gays. I'm sorry. I put these gay men in the same category as I put the crazies from yesterday at the Capitol. Now, yes, the people from the Capitol did break far more laws, but it's the same mindset. It is the same toxic white people the rules don't apply to me i'm above the rules the rules only apply to those people down there we can do as we please we are worth more in some way to society no you're not i don't like so uh good morning america actually had talked about this and kind of referred to them as vigilantes uh, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. So please continue. Um, gay couples have been dying. A gay couple died of an apparent overdose. A man fell to his death from a window in Puerto Vallarta. Like, honestly, they're just going there. This is vacation. This is ignoring all the responsibilities on my life and having a gay old time. Well, okay. Um, the thing that brought all this to my attention was the sinking of the boat. So let's talk about the party boat. So uh, Puerto Vallarta. A party boat with 60 people on it 
which had a it was a gay oriented cruise package that offered an open bar, live DJ, go-go boys, as well as a clothing optional private beach party. Admission was $120 to $150 a person. 60 people were on the boat, and as it was making its way back onto land, it sank. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. It's so good. It's just so fucking ridiculous. Like, honestly, can't you just be responsible? Like, no, no, you just, you can't be responsible. You have to put on a Speedo. Honey, I'm a virgin. I've never had sex. I'm 36 years old. The fuck is your excuse? Okay, I haven't gone out trolling for dick. Honestly, for those people who need to have sex, go do it. If you need to uh, put on a little Speedo and enjoy some water, you can do that. And it doesn't involve being surrounded by a bunch of other assholes. (laughs) Why? So I'm sorry. I'm all about it. Like I'm all about you going out and having fun. Go, if you need to get laid, go get laid. There are easier ways of getting laid than to go to a fucking circuit party where you're just going to spread the shit around, okay? Um, <laughs> people wonder why. People really, really wonder why STDs are so prevalent in our community. I mean, and then you look at shit like this. Like, <laughs> COVID is killing people, and this is what they're doing. So I, <laughs> I'm off the soapbox. Let's move on. Let's move on. I don't have a bumper, I don't have a bumper, I don't have a bumper for what I'm about to say. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, darlings, I really didn't know where to put this under, but I'm kind of obsessed with this too. Stop saying obsessed. I'm saying obsessed too much. I think I'm obsessed with obsessed. Obsessed. It sounds like that thing, like that, like the pimple popper lady. That's abscess, not obsessed. No, it's obsessed. I need to stop using that. I need... What is that thing where one word means something else and then it tells you what that other word means? A thesaurus? I think it's a thesaurus. I need a thesaurus. I'm having a moment today, guys. (laughs) I'm slowly using my mind. I need a nap. Um, I want to talk about some of Biden's picks for his cabinet because I think a few of them are great. And I want to highlight three that I'm super excited about. One, Pete Buttigieg coming in as Secretary of Transportation. Um, Love me some Pete Buttigieg um grow the beard give us what we want darling um and uh, this is a stepping stone for presidency like let's get into it biden is looking to nominate for the secretary of the interior which is in charge of uh um is like liaison is deals with native americans is is going to actually be a native american person <laughs> deb holland um, has been nominated, I, and honestly, like, push that shit through, okay? The fact that the voice in the cabinet is going to be a voice who actually is of the community that they represent. So I think that's brilliant. And after the awful, I mean, absolutely awful Secretary of Education that we've had to deal with with Betsy DeVos, his choice is Miguel uh, Cardona, who was a teacher, educational commissioner of Connecticut, defender of public schools, someone who actually believes in public schools, something Betsy DeVos didn't believe in school at all. Like, she just, I mean, no school. Cancel all school, because that's where the bears get you. So, and I think the one that we just heard of yesterday, which is the biggest middle finger to the Republicans, which I kind of love, um, is Merrick Garland for the Attorney General. 
Does that name sound familiar? Merrick Garland, who should have been the new member of the Supreme Court in 2016, but he could not get a vote thanks to Crooked Mitch. Um, so um, I love it. Great job. Oh, God, it's so good. Thank you, Mr. Biden. Thank you, President Biden. Oh, so happy. She's probably playing WoW or something. Job's done. Me not that kind of orc. Okay, darlings. So the third war is over and the world of Warcraft begins. There's a little area in between that we're going to talk about and then we'll get into the game itself. So third war leaves Lordaeron destroyed. The largest human civilization on the planet destroyed. The night elves are now mortal. The high elves are on the brink of extinction. No human force would ever fully be able to retake the Lordaeron Empire. Um, but the Argent Dawn and the Scarlet Crusade with their various ideals have small pockets of, of, of power in there. Now their full territory of Lordaeron um, is split into three distinct zones in the World of Warcraft. You've got Lordaeron itself, which is just filled with undead. It is the seat of the Forsaken, who have made their home in the sewers called Undercity. Then you have the Eastern and Western Plaguelands. Now, when I talk about the Forsaken, I'm talking about those undead led by Sylvanas Windrunner who got their free will back when the Lich King's power began to wane when he was being attacked by the demon hunter Illidan. So now you have this zone, you have this, this new race of undead uh, just trying to live their lives, making their home in the Undercity, um, being run by Sylvanas Windrunner. Now, the, the orcs and the tauren and the Darkspiel tro trolls band together and create the new horde, led by Warchief Thrall. And Thrall is determined to maintain the peace pact between the horde and the alliance. It is his ultimate mission to keep that going. This was not the horde that first came through the Dark Portal that was fed by the demon blood and only wanted to destroy their enemies. This new horde is more based on his shamanistic roots. More a collective of people that want a place that they can feel safe, a place they can have a home, a place that they can have honor. Now, obviously, with what the orcs did during the Third War, there was no peace to be had with the Night Elves. Yes, they chopped down trees in their forests, but the biggest thing is that they killed one of the Night Elves' gods, Cenarius. And it's something that would never be forgiven by the Night Elves. So the Night Elves turned to the Alliance. Now, the Alliance um, bases itself out of the rebuilt city of Stormwind. Um, God, that city's been through some shit. And obviously, because of the proximity of the Iron, uh, the Iron Forge Dwarves, they are close uh, friends. They maintain that relationship. The Gnomes of Nomergon, as we said, they weren't part of the Third War at all because they were dealing with issues in their city. An invasion of Trogs invaded their capital, and because of how powerful the Trogs are, how they were unable to fully fight them, and how they needed help, but they couldn't get help because the Third War was raging, they decided to flee Nomergon 
their king, Gelbin Mechatorp, settled in Ironforge, uh, where the, the, the dwarves welcomed them, um, and they became part of the alliance. Now, so you now have this uh, uh, four races on each side. So you now have the Horde, um, which eventually welcomed in the Forsaken with its orcs and trolls, Torin and Forsaken. And then you have the Alliance, which has the humans, the troll, the, the uh, humans, the dwarfs, the uh, gnomes, and the night elves. This is where World of Warcraft starts. You have a choice of the race that you want to play as. Which faction do you want to be a part of? Now, once you've decided what race you want to play as, then you have the choice of what class. This is where we're going to end it. Uh, I'm going to talk about these classes and then we'll end it here. So this is fun. This really comes down to the type of person you want to play as. How do you, how are you most comfortable? Now, everything is split into its three roles, either a tank, a healer, or a DPS. As a tank, your job is to keep attention on you. There are paladins, which we know from the Second War, uh, these, these combinations of warriors and uh, uh, priests, clerics, that have become these kind of holy warriors of the light. They can be tanks. Um, and then you have uh, warriors, typical class there. You have druids, which druids can transform themselves into various animal forms because of their, their connection with nature. Um, guardian druids become large bears, and they are capable of being very effective tanks. Now, with healers, there are a few different classes that can be healers. Now, paladins can be healers. They can be less about fighting with weapons and more about having their their holy book and to heal those around them um, and then you have druids which are capable of being healers they transform themselves into trees <laughs> these walking trees and are able to heal those around them and then you have priests priests are purely clerics uh, uh, they they have their they're wearing cloth they're not very strong, but you put them in the back, they can do some great work healing. Now, DPS is where shit gets crazy. Oh god, uh, there's another healer. There are uh, shamans. Shamans who have their connections to the elemental forces. And they're capable of healing. So, let's talk about the DPS, which is the largest of the classes. Now, the DPS classes can be split into two categories. You have ranged, and you have melee. Ranged meaning... Um, they're from a distance, melee being they are close up to what is being attacked. So if we're attacking, I don't know, an undead uh, uh, skeleton, you have the up-close melee range. You have a, a DPS paladin, a paladin who doesn't want to be a tank, just wants to fight and do what he has to do to, to, to protect those he loves. So you've got the paladins, you've got the warriors... You have Enhancement Shaman. Enhancement Shamans um, enhance the physical weapons they're holding with elemental magics where they wield weapons that uh, can strike a person with lightning or frost or fire um, right in your face. And then you have Druids who can become uh, feral and they, they, uh, they look as a cat does and they'll sneak up behind you and they'll swipe at, at their shins. Um, and do damage that way. And then you have rogues. Rogues that will... Some rogues that are all about poisons. And some rogues that are all about sneaking around. Getting behind you from the shadows and stabbing you in the back. Um, very much... <laughs> the rogue classes are very fun. 
I was never very good at being a rogue, but <laughs> I always, in theory, found them great. Now you have the range. The range is where you get to some interesting things. So the range, you've got the mages, which are the, the pure spellcasters. They can um, channel fire or frost or arcane magics where a kind of counterpart to them is a shaman, a, a ranged shaman, which purely has the power over the elemental forces. So where frost and, and fire are, yes, elemental forces, they're still being done through an arcane spectrum. Uh, mages manipulate arcane. Um, what the blue dragon uh, Caligos had taught to um, Jaina Proudmore is that magic is math. <laughs> so the manipulation of energy is algebra. Uh, so that is the kind of magic that they do, where a shaman calls to the elements and, and pleads for their assistance and harnesses the power of the elements to, to cast their abilities. Then you have warlocks. Now warlocks are kind of dark because warlocks use fell. They use the same fell being used by the Burning Legion. They cast fell fire uh, on their targets, lighting them up, and they pull demons from the Twisting Nether and bind them to their will to fight alongside them. Very dark class. <laughs> super fun to play, I will admit. <laughs> Demonology Warlocks, super fun, because ultimately... They just keep getting pets until they're surrounded by pets. It's amazing. Um, if you've ever played Diablo 3, they're like the witch doctor. Then you have priests. Priests are purely uh, clerics of the light who, who heal those around them. Um, and then the last uh, uh, range is not magic at all. It's a hunter. <laughs> a hunter is exactly what it is. A hunter will tame a pet... Uh, and, and, and that pet will go into battle on its behalf while a hunter stays back with its bow, launching arrow after arrow to hit its target. So you've got those various classes. That makes up your choice. Really says a lot about your personality. I found that when my main character on the Horde side is a paladin, and it was a paladin tank for a long time, right in your face, right up there, um, look at me, look at me, look at me, which drag queen... <laughs> drag queens are tanks I, I have a, I have that feeling drag queens are tanks um, and then when I started playing the alliance side I think I was in a different mindset and I went with a hunter a hunter who is is all about the range but has their pets a hunter that is a worgen a race that you have not seen yet initial game so uh, I'm going to leave it here once we get to the expansion that I am at, where we can talk about some of the story that we're currently experiencing, I'm hoping that you'll have an understanding enough from my talks that you won't get that lost. Because, girl, I could theorycraft all day long. I mean, it's my favorite thing. I will talk about shit that happened in the first war 10,000 years ago and tomorrow. Um, I love it. It's my favorite thing. The lore of this game is so intense and so deep that I just want more of it. So... I'm going to leave it there. Thank you guys so much for listening. I had a lot of fun recording this. <laughs> Took me a while. Um, I, I had a few angry rants that I had to re-record and make less crazy, but um, I think we're there. So, <laughs> kisses, darlings. Mwah. Bye. Okay, with the program, me has no one is so rich as to throw away a friend. You know how...
Well, thank you so much, Chi-Chi. You are exactly right. My friends and darlings, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Donna Sugar Show. You can download these episodes anywhere you can find podcasts online. And darlings, I love to hear from you. So give me a call at 716-236-8599. Leave me a voicemail, me at DonnaSugars.com. Or find me online at Twitter and Instagram at DonnaSugars. And on Facebook at the Donna Sugar Show Facebook page. Or check me out online at xvideos.com. That's xvideos.com. It's just like Pornhub, except for it doesn't have any underage kids. That's xvideos.com. Kisses, darlings. Bye. And if you enjoyed this background music, check it out on Audio Library on YouTube. Just search Friendship by Declan DP. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.